This video describes the general principles for exposure and resection of periatrial tumors via the posterior interhemispheric transvulcine transpercuneus corridor. This approach is quite feasible and effective for resection of deep-seated periatrial tumors without significant transgression or retraction of the normal brain. This is a 62-year-old male who presented with six months history of progressive altered mental status and on MRI evaluation was noted to have a relatively heterogeneous mass along the medial and lateral walls of the trigone or atrial region. There is significant amount of edema associated with the mass. You can see on the coronal image the location of the tumor. Traditional operative approaches to this lesion include subtemporal potentially, which I believe is unlikely to reach this tumor, versus transtemporal or transsuperior parietal lobule corridors. The transtemporal approach is associated with risk of speech difficulty and requires significant amount of retraction on the functional cortices in the area of the Wernicke's cortex. The transsuperior parietal lobule transgresses the brain significantly and is also associated with remarkable amount of retraction to reach the lesion. The posterior interhemispheric contralateral transvulcine approach reaches and exposes the tumor through minimal transgression of the precuneus cortex and is most likely the safest approach to excising this tumor. This patient was also noted to have a lung mass which subsequently was diagnosed as lung cancer and therefore this tumor's final diagnosis was consistent with adenocarcinoma. Also, the amount of edema associated with the ipsilateral hemisphere would obviate the use of a ipsilateral interhemispheric approach as the lateral pole of the tumor cannot be easily reached without significant retraction of the swollen and edematous hemisphere. Let's go ahead and review the basic principles of the transfalcine transpercuneus approach via the contralateral interhemispheric corridor. This tumor is located on the left side. The incision is primarily extended toward the right side. It crosses the midline. The patient head makes a 45 degree angle with the floor. This position of the head allows the use of gravity retraction to mobilize the unaffected or normal hemisphere away from the midline. The exposure of the superior sagittal sinus is important for expansion of the interhemispheric corridor and therefore the bony removal will be beyond the midline and the incision also extends beyond the midline. Neuronavigation is used. A lumbar drain is also used to decompress the brain early on. The neuronavigation guides me in avoidance of parasagittal veins. You can see the two veins posterior and anterior to the center of the 
craniotomy. You can also see the transfalcine approach and the center of attention for the craniotomy contralateral to the tumor. Let's go ahead and review the exposure. You can see the supersatural sinus here. This is the right side or the unaffected side. This is the left side. The craniotomy has crossed the midline. This is anterior. This is posterior. And we're going to expand the operative corridor around the normal hemisphere. The bridging veins are gently untethered. CSF is drained. Two stitches are placed across the superior falcs, just inferior to the superior sinus, to mobilize the sinus away from the operative corridor. Here is the principle of the contralateral transfalcine approach to the area of the preatrium. You can see that the T-shaped incision within the falcs exposes the medial posterior parietal hemisphere. Two sutures reflect and mobilize the falcine flaps and cotinoid sutures over the brain protect the brain. We're going to make incision within the pecunius to reach the area of the atrium. Here's an operative view of the illustration I just reviewed. Neuronavigation again identifies the minimum amount of cortical transgression necessary to reach the tumor. You can see that through this small corticotomy, the choroid plexus is identified early. Tumor devascularization accomplished also early. However, the other approaches which reach the tumor from the ipsilateral transcortical route expose the vascular pedicle of the tumor late in dissection and this principle may lead to excessive bleeding during tumor resection. The transfalcine approach also exposes the important walls of the ventricle early and this early anatomical orientation assists me with protection of important neurovascular structures. A moment ago you witnessed the resection of the tumor. Here again is the transpercunious operative corridor toward the atrium. There is minimal amount of cortical transgression. The closure is conducted in standard fashion. The post-operative MRI demonstrates gross total removal of the tumor without any significant injury to the normal hemisphere. This patient recovered from the surgery uneventfully. Thank you.